This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. And good morning, San Diego. You are listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 and KCBQ KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with George Allman. Ken and Mark are both out. We have the 50% solution for you today. Good morning, George. Good morning. How are you? Is this the bottom 50%? Uh, Let's go middle. Okay. Give ourselves a little. Middle 50%. Okay. Little little credit. (laughs) Math is hard. We're a 50% sandwich. How are you? I am excellent. Thank you so much for asking. How was the drive-in this morning? It was gorgeous. Was that moon spectacular? The moon was spectacular. Uh, I truly believe that was probably the prettiest morning moon I've ever seen. Well, where it was on the horizon and in in the alignment, it was beautiful. And then Jupiter on top of it was a, a nice touch. A, a nice finishing touch. Yeah. yeah. Last night on my way home... In the same western sky was the setting sun, and it was on the other side of a thin wall of fog. So you could look right at it, and it was just kind of a yellowish full disk. It looked amazing. And that's kind of what the moon looked like this morning in the same area. Crystal clear. In the same western sky, you said. So it it was. Was it a different western? No, it was the same one. Okay. Oh, you're saying I didn't need to say the same one? I think the west was sufficient. You know, normally I do that kind of thing. You do. But it's been a very, very nice week. We've had pleasant weather. Did you get any of the thunderstorms? I think it was Thursday evening. I didn't hear any. You had mentioned it and some other folks had mentioned it, but I didn't I didn't hear it. I was inside watching TV and the emergency alert went crawling across my screen that the severe thunderstorm warning in the East County, which then I went outside to see what was going on. And there were some beautiful clouds off to the east of me. Unfortunately, it was even east of where I was. But lots of lightning, lots of thunder, and there was probably 15, 20 minutes, maybe a little bit longer, of almost constant lightning. But it was all east of me. I got no rain. No rain at all. But it was it was nice. Now, two days ago, Capri had some rain up where she works, and then... Not on Thursday, but two days ago? Well, Thursday, okay. okay. I'll go with Thursday. Is that two days ago? <laughs> so two days ago, it was raining in the daytime. And then one of our uh, cashiers was telling me, because I had just mentioned, oh, I, my wife said it's raining up in, in uh, up north. And she said, my friends just told me it's pouring in, in uh, Ramona. So I guess we got a, a bit of rain in parts of the county, but we didn't see any. Is someone going to say the old man was snoring? No. You went raining and, okay. Uh, we are supposed to have more of that weather this coming week. The circulation is still the same. Uh, low pressure off of, I think, the northern Gulf of California. I saw maybe a 14% chance on Wednesday. but you, have you At the coast. Right. But they're expecting it in the mountains for this weekend into early next week uh, and different varying chances of him drifting across like it almost did 
on Thursday. So I'm hoping we get some. We need some, and it's it feels so autumn-esque out there right now with the, with the weather, the kind of cooler mornings, cooler evenings. I'm it's, enjoying it. Yeah, I am as well. Do we? Uh, Does it make you want to plant anything, though? I always want to plant okay. things. Always. And I have, <laughs> I have plenty of things to plant. As do we. But they're still in their containers, and they are still alive. And some of them going on their second anniversary at my house. <laughs> we'll come back to that, I think. Okay. Do we have any classes coming up this weekend, Georgie? We do. Um, in San Diego. Did I just call you Georgie? You did, and that's fine. That's a, a good nickname that I grew up with. Okay. Aunts, aunts and uncles called me Georgie. So. Okay. Did they call you Georgie Girl? Hey there? No. Thank no. you, Petulia, but no. Maybe that'll be a song we can come back in from a break <laughs> on. Hey there, Georgie Girl. Um, at 9 a.m. That? that was Petulia Clark, wasn't it? Pet so, Clark. Okay. Anyway. So 9 a.m. in San Diego. San Diego bulbs with uh, David Ross. Yeah, something came up. Right. And I, <laughs> I actually, I almost, well, I did kind of laugh and it's not funny, but the same situation happened for spring bulbs and uh, we wish the best. Yep. So you'll be down there at nine uh, <clears throat> for that. And then at 930 in Poway, we have uh, a representative from Felkel Tool coming in, Jennifer, and she's going to be teaching uh, tool maintenance and sharpening techniques. Now you're disappointed because I'm you- bitter. <laughs> oh, bitter's worse than disappointed. Yes, I am disappointed and bitter. Well, so you wanted to be well. You know what? That's I, kind I, of status quo for me, is it not? What's different? Yeah, I think you'll get somebody to help you out with your situation. I have had that sheer cover, the red portion for the bottom of my Felco, for ten plus years, and a couple of times I've tried to to stretch it on there. I've never been successful. And so I just use it with the aluminum, which stains my hand. It turns my hand you black very quickly. You have such gentle, quickly. soft hands. Yes, my soft and supple. <laughs> um, so I will not be there. But I left my shears and I put... Notes everywhere. Hopefully a, a responsible person. Kate said she would make sure that Jennifer got my shears. And we need to make sure we remind Jennifer when she calls of what has happened. That's right. But we, should we go back? To, we need to go back to bulbs for a little for a minute. Um if you want a good bulb class, probably not the place to be. But I'll do my I do my best, and I'm wearing my my uh, nice shoes and long pants for the presentation. Yes. So you dressed up. Yes. Okay. Well, that was this weekend. And then, oh, is there more next weekend? We'll hit next weekend just to give a heads up. So next weekend, September. I'm September. Goodness, October fifteenth uh, on Saturday. We have at nine a.m. in San Diego Camellia Care with Constance and. My camellias are all starting to bud out, speaking of camellias. Yeah, and why don't you just bud, bud out? out? Oh, I knew you were going to do that. But and I'll then bump. at 9.30, we have in Poway drought-tolerant landscapes with Olivia. We're kind of cross-pollinating. You're going to go down this weekend and teach, and Olivia's going to come up next week and teach. She's dynamic. She's dynamic. And, you know, most people are, especially when they're younger, you know? Energetic. Energetic. Thank you. Is that it? That's it for the classes. Well, is there anything else? Well, we have a couple of events down in Balboa Park today. Um, you want to do that with the classes, or would you like me to mention it? You can Actually, it's not today in Balboa Park, but go ahead. Nah. Okay, just... well, do you want to do it, or do you, you... Okay, so let's do it. So October next weekend, and a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 14th, 15th, 16th, California Native Plant Society show and sale at Casa de Prado. Uh, and the following weekend, 
I believe, or the one after that. Is it 28th, 29th, and 30th? That'd be two weeks later. Yeah, two, two weeks later. Send, uh, it's 28th, 29th, and 30th of October. The San Diego Orchid Society has a fall show and sale. And this weekend at the Encinitas, formerly Quail Botanical Garden, or San Diego Botanical Garden, has a cactus and succulent show this weekend. I don't see that on my notes. Well, I was... You, you have some dealer holdback over there? <laughs> I, I, I went to the Botanical Garden. We went to the garden this weekend. Last weekend. Last weekend? Last How Sunday. was it? It was gorgeous. The reason we went, our good friend John Clements had a Facebook post about um, plumerias blooming and how fragrant they are. And so we decided, we invited our friend Mary, and we went up and had a wonderful time. And he was right. The plumerias in bloom were spectacular. Did you see Mr. Clements? He wasn't there. He, he has to rest once in a while. But too. you went there to see the plumeria anyway, so it was okay? It was okay. How, is there a big area of them? I don't recall seeing plumeria the, when I was there. You know, there. He, he had mentioned that they're trying to put them all more, more uh, readily accessible when you first come in and see them. And that's where most of them were. They're scattered here and there. Are they in the ground or in They're containers? In the, in the ground. And ground. as you come in, you go past the... You go through that conservatory building. And you go through it. And then in the bank behind it? Or do you or go past go, it? Right, right past it. There are a couple on to the right that are kind of cut into where that bank, just, just gotcha. the side of that. And then as you're walking out there, here and there. And There's everywhere. a dry hillside beyond that before you get into the rest right. of the garden. Is right. Are they planting them along there? Or is that remaining? still pretty dry. I love the, plumeria, the, and this is their time. It is. They're gorgeous. And but, but for me, as always, the fruit section, the tropical fruit section was gorgeous. You're done with plumeria already? I'm done with plumeria already. Okay. Go on to the f- tropical fruit Well, just fruit they section. had a lot of things in, in, in fruit right now uh, that were pretty neat, such as, such well, as? a lot of jujubes, uh, some uh, rose apples, some uh, a lot of citrus, uh, pomegranates, Things that you have in your yard as well. Now, do you just see all these jujubes? You do see all these jujubes. Both do you touch the, the jujubes? Well, no, there are signs everywhere that say do not pick the fruit. I'll bet it was difficult for you to obey those to, signs. To, to not pick the fruit. Yes. It was difficult to not pick things off them. Yeah. It would be very difficult for me, but I think about the citrus test gardens we have in the parking lot at work and how much it bothers me when people come and just take Take them off the trees. Yeah. I'm not opposed to them grabbing something that fell on the ground and rolling around, but you know, I was, uh, one of our coworkers yesterday thought somebody had gotten into their gas tank. And so I was reviewing the video footage of her car where it was parked in the gas tank to see if anybody came by and did anything. And I did not see anything, but I did see somebody who was walking through the parking lot that went over and crouched down near her car, but she was parked next to the lemon tree, and the person crouched down and took up a lemon and walked off with it. We'll assume it was on the ground and it was fair, fair game. Fair game. Is that is that good? That's game. And and so that nobody worries about their gas cap or tank in the parking lot at Walter Anderson Nursery in Poway, we have picture photographic evidence of her gas cap which was left on the ground at the gas station and run over and flattened so it was her <laughs> own her own uh, misdeed and not any misstep yes is that okay that is okay so what else how big of an area where is the the orchard at the San Diego Botanic Garden it, it is it's almost opposite I would say of the um, entry point so if you just follow the road all the way around, you will end up through the bamboo garden. There's a pond, and you'll 
you'll walk right into the to the tropical is it up section. towards the old parking lot Would it that... is yeah if you come in the old parking lot and tr- from the old parking lot and turn left past the bamboo it'll take you into it you go through the bamboo jungle and you end up in the tropical fruit tree section did uh you said they had lots of pomegranates in there multiple trees or a, a couple different trees i the one that sticks out, i think there was a wonderful that but i don't recall did it look right. ripe they did look ripe and you and i were talking about pomegranates yesterday i meant to bring one with me today and i it's, it's harvested it's sitting next to the door i walked out this morning but i forgot to grab it it was were you having more of a pest problem this year with regard to pomegranates? Not in particular. What? What? Well, we we have a a s- couple smaller trees, so you know each plant had maybe on, in Poway and so on, like s- maybe six pieces of fruit per plant, and I think we harvested three, and the rest were stolen mm-hmm. by half eaten and then gone the next day. I have already seen, and this is what prompted me. It's way early in my world, to be harvesting wonderful pomegranates way early. Um, But, you know, it looks like... I want to talk to you more about the pomegranates. I'll be here. If you would like to give us a call, the phone number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we are back with a little more garden talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with George Allman. Ken and Mark are off today. Mark's in Ohio still, and he might call us this morning, but he also may not call us this morning. What do you call the talk about fall foliage? I hope so. But if you would like to give us a call, if you have questions or comments about things in your yard or garden, the number is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Thank goodness that sign's there. But I kind of have it semi-memorized. Before we went into the break, we were talking about pomegranates. And I never consider harvesting a wonderful or grenade of pomegranate this time of the year because they're usually not ripe till the end of the month, coming closer to Halloween. But I've had seen a lot of rat holes in the fruit already, and it's early for that. So I started harvesting. They're great. I shared one with you, did yesterday, I not? A, a Grenada yesterday, a Grenada. Yeah, Grenada. And it was delicious. I think so, too. And the Wonderfuls are coming. They're, both trees have holes in them, and both trees have sequential ripening. The, the first ones that obviously came out earlier are have colored up more nicely now, and those are the really, that's what I shared with you yesterday. Um, are, are you seeing, are you, do you think there's more of a rodent problem, problem this year? Because I, I believe there is. Maybe. At least in our area. It sure, it seems like there's a lot more damage. N- nighttime damage. That you know, The squirrel problem has, has been mostly taken care of, and I haven't had a problem in the daytime. But in the evening, 
you know, you can check the plants and then come out in the morning and you'll see significant damage. Yeah, I still have lots of damage under the macadamia too. There's a lot of litter, partial nuts and shells right. and casings. They're still having fun in there. And that's, I think, both rats and squirrels. I, I have a little more work to do. Well, ongoing. But I think we had such a warm spring that the pomegranates bloomed earlier. And so we're reaping the benefit of that, or the rats are, in, in getting an early crop, even on the later varieties. That's my theory, based on nothing, but just it, a theory. It makes some sense. And, and I just wish that I had a, a few larger trees so I could have a, a bit more production. Because well, I love cooking with pomegranates. I love just eating them out of hand, but they, they, they're wonderful in salads. They're great in rice dishes. That's one of the theories. If you have enough, then it's okay to share with them. That is uh, a theory. But if you have eight or ten... You can't share as much. It's, it's a little, a little more difficult when they <laughs> right. get 80 to 100% of your crop. It is very difficult. Do you have any video of coyotes taking that, or is it just no, the that, little holes? Did, did your fruit disappear completely? It, it was partially eaten, and then the next day or two, it was gone. It was, it was, you could find pieces of it throughout the, the yard. So that's probably a combination then. Rats at night putting the holes in it and the squirrels coming by during the day and finishing I have, it I have, I've seen just a, one or two squirrels at the most over the last weeks. What else would take it away? Coyotes perhaps at night. Okay. But you should have video evidence of that. I, but I haven't had the camera set up. You have to actually deploy it oh. for it to work. Yeah. yeah, you're trying the Dave Ross Well, method. no, actually I have tried to set it up countless times, but I'm having a, a problem with the the card that goes inside, it's not accepting the card for some reason. It, it accepts it physically. It's not reading it it's electronically. It's very sad. So. Your camera is very unaccepting. So I need to purchase another one or... Counsel it. Counsel it. I have to get something and else. Train, because it, there, train know, it to be more accepting. There is, a, there is a lot of utility in having the camera in that you know what you're dealing with. You know whether you're setting a rat trap, you're putting a squirrel thing out, you're putting a cage to keep whatever, whatever it is that you're trying to, to protect your fruit or vegetables from. Knowing what the animal is makes a heck of a lot of difference in how you treat it. That makes gump. That's so, a great answer. So having those cameras are are very very useful. Thursday when I got home from Reno, it was too early. Well, it was too late to go to work, and it was too early to go not to do anything. So I went and worked in the yard, and I caught a not even catch it. I saw a squirrel in my chicken coop. So yesterday I put out a squirrel control device, and I put a couple of apples in it. I'd eaten them, so it was mostly just the core. And, and a citrus. And when I got home yesterday, nothing. So this morning I dumped a quarter scoop of chicken scratch into there. So I expect to have a squirrel greeting me when I get home this afternoon. We'll see. Well, good luck with that. Thank you, sir. You... We're eating an apple. Is it from one of your trees? Yes. Which one? What's what's ripe right now? It was actually the remember the six uh, three in ones the the moderate to high chill that we were testing a couple yeah, yeah. Um, it is that and there's gravenstein and a variety of red delicious and I I harvested a gravenstein and a green with red blush red delicious nice. and so I ate those and they were good there's that tree is still in its container and and producing and alive which i guess it would have to be to produce but so i i ate the majority of it gave the squirrels i the cores which 
apparently wasn't that attractive, but maybe I, the grain. I actually do that too with the cores when I'm eating the fruit. It works well as bait. What I used to do when I was not as lazy as I am now, I know you find that hard to believe there was a time when I was <laughs> less lazy, but I would uh, take a whole apple, attach a nail to a twist and tie, drive it through the apple and attach it to the to the have a heart trap so that it couldn't walk out. It couldn't just grab the, the apple and bar, run. I see. But I've graduated to squirrelinators now. And, and become lazier, if, oh. if possible. If possible. Uh, we have um, pink lady apples right now that are ripening, and I ate are they? Our, Ours are, are right at the cusp. I ate the Brayburns. It was a young tree, so there were, there were only about 10 apples on it. So I had to share a couple with some kind of rodents. But the Brayburns and... Also, uh, are the great burns on the the multi? No, no, this is, these are separate trees. Yeah, and uh, and I had a a, um, a Gordon, which it seems a little early for Gordons, but I guess where they're sitting in the yard, they're getting a little afternoon shade, so they don't know it. They're well, delicious. it seems really early for the Pink Lady, Crisp's Pink. Yeah, they're right at the cusp. They get. Do they have some blush on them already? Pink they, blush, or do, are they still green? They, they have a, a. They're starting to pink blush, so they're 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 at the point where. They're good. They're not great yet, but um, I, I have to start harvesting for the very same reason you were harvesting some of your pomegranates because I'm going to lose them to rodents. So they're it's just, training you. They are training you to start harvesting earlier and tolerate uh, just a touch off. Yeah, yeah. But that that said, the Gordons are not. The Gordons are ready and they're delicious. And the Brayburns were delicious and ready. The my my pink lady is in between and behind some citrus, and they're totally green. There is no sign of blush to them yet, and they're small. Does yours? Do your ours, pink ours ladies get a, to be decent they're, size? They're a decent size. No, mine aren't. But they don't get between the shade from the citrus in the morning and shade from the neighbors' golden rain trees in the afternoon. There is it, it slows them way down, but I can usually harvest November, December, which is actually a good time for apples. Yeah, yeah that's 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 what I expect to get a little bit later in the Gordons, but. I'm wondering nice. when that reminds When does Julian start? I would think early season would be already in full swing. I haven't I need to checked. look into that. I haven't done that or looked into that for a long time. Calico Ranch was the last place that I went up there, and that was that was fun. But that I, was a long time ago. I think I was doing TV at the time. I have to I have to uh, get more persimmons because I, our small tree is is. Was, as I told you last year, was broken. Some of the larger branches yes, were pulled from down by coyotes. And the, so it wasn't uh, as productive this year. My Izu has a ton of fruit on it. And immediately adjacent to it, my Fuyu has no fruit on it. It's very strange. And I don't know what I did last year to cause that. But I'm assuming it was me and not a bad tree. Did you, well, did you the Izu, was that a, a bare root or did you get it in a pot? No, they were both bare root and they've both nice. been in the ground for five plus years but the izu 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 is covered covered with fruit um totally changing the subject for a moment was there a wednesday wisdom this week there was a wednesday wisdom and it was prompted by an article uh in cbs news in los angeles last week had an ed- headline on a website that said invasive ankle biter mosquitoes plaguing southern california and it struck me no or no pun there at all. But well, those are aggressive if they're striking. I was. 
doing some yard work in just a partially shaded area, and I was getting bit like crazy. And we've had a lot of customers come in and say, something's biting me. I don't see it. Something's biting me. My ankles, my hands. I, I had a couple of customers two weeks ago telling me that, and I was sure it must be fleas. I didn't say that, and I'm glad I didn't say that right. because it only took a week for the news stories to come out. What was it? So it's a mosquito. It's a. I mean, we have lots of mosquitoes. This particular one is from the tropics, as many are, and it, it came on a, about 10 years ago. It's a white striped, it's, it's a black mosquito with kind of white stripes on the legs and the back section. And they are poor flyers. That's why they tend to bite you more in the ankle areas. Because <laughs> they can't get they altitude? Can't, they, they can't get altitude. So so they are the Dave Rosses of, of the mosquito world. Of the world. mosquito world. They they're lazy. They're lazy. And, and they can breed in as little as a quarter inch of water. So the, a basin of a, a potted plant that you have a, a water basin beneath it is, is suitable for them to grow uh, and pr- reproduce. They will mate almost immediately after getting their wings and flying off. And then they're, as soon as they mate, the female's looking for blood and they prefer humans. <laughs> Out looking for blood. So they are everywhere right now. And is that the Zika virus carrier? It, it does carry a number of diseases, yeah. Well, that's not good. So what, what, what would you use for a mosquito killer in your yard if you had a had to do something besides obviously mosquito bits or something if you have standing water or you have large basins you can put mosquito bits which has a, a bt in it a strain that will kill the and larvae. that works really well it's i told effective. you i told you about the mosquito larva in the cuttings right and it, it it was immediate and that would be of course that's the the go-to is make sure you get rid of standing water but if they can do it in a quarter inch and i haven't i seen somewhere they say that many varieties of of mosquitoes can can reproduce in a thimble, a thimble full of water. So, I mean, you know, just a tiny a amount. Bit, right? That's going to be difficult. I would, uh, I think I would spray something a little less natural like Bonide 8. Eight. Uh, and also we, we do sell a product uh, by Summit, which is, a, which is a mosquito barrier, which gives you up to four weeks protection. Similar, it's a similar active ingredient. Right. And that's, yes, absolutely. That's a, a very good one as well. I think it's permethrin, is it, it is not? It is permethrin, yes. Yep. And so you can spray that around, uh, and eight will kill a host of other insects as well. And I had an interesting experience with flying insects uh, this last week as well. Um, however, before we can talk about that, I think we're going to have to take a break. So if you would like to give us a call and tell us about your flying experiences, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We're going to take our break at the bottom of the hour. We'll be back with flying stories right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And welcome back. To Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. Thank you, David Bowie, for bringing us back from that break. I am David Ross, along with George Allman. Mark and Ken are on vacation today. 
otherwise occupied, doing other things, Relaxing. not here. Relaxing. Relaxing. Um, before we went into the break, I was telling you about a flying insect situation, and I'd really like to share it with you, but I can't right now. Do you is know that, why? Are you going to ask me why, George? Why don't we take a call? Okay. Um, who's going to tell her about me not being there? Because I don't want to. I'll do it. Good morning, Jennifer. Are you there? Good morning, gentlemen. And you use that term loosely, we understand. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you all doing? We are well, thank you. Are you ready to teach today? Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, have my uh, teacher's uniform pressed, ready to go, and um, we'll be uh, happy to be working with you all and your your students there at Walter Anderson Poway this morning. So we, we have some good news and bad news, depending on how you want to view it's it. It's the same news, isn't it? <laughs> it's the same news. <laughs> yes. uh, David will not be there today. He expected to be there, uh, and he's not. So that could be good news or bad news. Well, it is good news and bad news. Right. It's all about perspective, George. So sure. he, he, and his tools, he's going to leave one of the... Give me the good news. And that was both. Give me the good news as well, and then I'll respond. Well, the good news is David's not going to be there. <laughs> and depending on your perspective, the bad news is David's not going to be there. Is that correct, George? Is that, that is what you 100% were? correct. Yes. yes. Um, I've been called on, on assignment, and I'm going to be talking about bulbs at the other store. However, I did find my little piece of handle plastic, and I found my handle plasticless shears, and they have been left with Kate for you to... Uh, Demonstrate the proper technique. Yes, and tell people that they don't have to wait 10 years to actually install the new handle plastic on their on their shear. Wonderful. Um, I will look forward to um, bringing those back to life for you. Should we, should we tell everyone what exactly we'll be doing? Um, maybe we've had a lot of our own inside jokes here, and they aren't understanding that they can bring their pair of Felcos to the Walter Anderson Poway, and I will help them service and maintain those. And it seems like I've already got a, uh, a list of things to do that you'll be leaving for me, like a, like a honeydew list as you run off to play at the other store. Exactly. And I appreciate your professionalism. This radio show could use a little bit of that. And actually <laughs> telling people what's going to happen there today is wonderful of you. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um, so, you hey, know, I Jennifer, wanna... I, I, I have a question. When you say maintenance, what, what are you implying when you talk about shears, when we say maintenance? Is there sure, preventative so, maintenance that we're going to um, do periodically? Yep, exactly. We, we recommend uh, that everyone, when they own a pair of Felco tools, understand the principles behind taking the tool apart, disassembling it, uh, cleaning it up, maybe whether that be with a wire brush or one of our great maintenance spray products that they can obtain there at Walter Anderson, the 980 or the 981, um, checking for any um, issues or repairs that need to be made, such as maybe you've uh, used your tool for um, some heavy uh, pruning, but also found yourself digging in the dirt with it, or um, maybe you've uh, nipped a wire accidentally in your trellising system, and maybe you're, it's time to freshen it up with a new blade. Uh, and so we're going to take a look at the parts inventory and stock there at Walter Anderson to determine what the user might need um, for a part to be replaced, put that back on their tool, and um, and and show them how to reassemble the tool 
uh, give it a little lubrication, maybe wipe it down. And it sounds like in David's case, uh, what he was referencing was oftentimes users will find through heavy use, uh, the red plastic handle coating um, seems to deteriorate um, with prolonged use. I don't want to date uh, David, but uh, you know, maybe not, not many people do. Cool. But thank you. You, you could also maybe say neglect. He's, he's yes, neglect or you know, abuse. Excuse me. May uh, I interrupt for just happens. a moment? May I interrupt for just a moment? Yes. Those yes. shears are probably twenty years old and have pruned tens of thousands of roses. I think. I'm entitled to the benefit of the doubt with normal wear and tear after <laughs> tens of thousands of roses from the processing of bare root every season. And I should be given a little bit of latitude here. That's all I'm, <laughs> I, I, I think I deserve it. George, what do you think? What does the survey say? Well, I, I've, uh, seen, you know. I, I've seen the way he treats a lot of the stuff, so I'm going to go with perhaps a little bit more neglect, but the tool is a phenomenal tool that has lasted. Are we talking and, about the shear or me? Well, both. Okay, the, thank the you. The tool has done very well over the years, and mine, mine as well. It's a great product, and what we like about or I like about it, is that you can replace everything. Everything is easily replaceable and, it, and available. And if I may, may I? You may. That red piece, I thought, really didn't matter because I didn't want to get a new red piece, but that tiny bit of plastic really makes a difference in using those shears. Using it without it is less comfortable and stains my hand. It's very, it is surprising to me how much of a difference that tiny piece makes. Thin piece makes. I guess it's not that tiny. It's very thin. Just a cover. Absolutely. And so, yes, we sell the red plastic handle cover as a part in the Felco parts manual. And many, many, many users don't know this. And I think uh, we had to talk about it in person the last time we were here uh, to demonstrate and, and share with you that uh, by um, heating that plastic part up uh, with some hot boiling water, um, pre prepping the aluminum handle with a bit of maybe rubbing alcohol or something to clean it, clean it up real nice, and, and a bit of Loctite glue at the base and the shoulder of the handle, uh, sliding that uh, handle replacement cover right on over the top, holding it and letting it cool down for a few minutes. Um, and we'll get those uh, pruners uh, right back to brand new. Um, and it sounds like you won't even have to be there to do any of the work. Well, that's going to run off to play. That's his that's forte. That's so the work. best way to do it. And it only took about somewhere between five and ten years for this to happen. So I'm, I'm very appreciative. And Well, and for, I'm surprised you didn't get out the roll of uh, red red electrical tape between now and then. I'm glad, I, seen, I'm glad I didn't because that would have sullied the handle and made your work more difficult today. It would have. And so for any user out there, though, that has a, a handle that's wrapped with red electrical tape, um, bring it on in to Walter Anderson and we'll clean it up for you. Do you all have the uh, that specific red handle part available? I don't Walter I don't Anderson? think so. But if there's any parts that people need um, that we don't have, we'll order them for them. And Ken will install whatever those parts are when they come in. I'm going to commit him to doing the red handle well, he's part. Not he's to, not here to say no. Yeah, so <laughs> so we're good. Sure. Seems like there's a, a, a lot of uh, excuses in passing the buck today. People oh. are on oh, vacation. It's not just it's, today. It's what I do. <laughs> it's what I live for. 
To quote a, um, well, to quote I wanted star. to share too oh, that no. we'll be uh, for every every user that brings their Felco in and maybe purchases a pair or purchases a uh, a part or even just um, enjoys hanging with me and George. Uh, oh, well, George won't be a, there today. Uh oh. Oh, now oh, I'll be on. I'll be on my own. Well, we have other people that still work there. <laughs> <laughs> well, then for them, I've brought uh, a stack of Felco hats with oh, me, nice. and I'm happy to give out some some Felco hats and swag. Um, don't be caught in the garden without your Felco pruner and a and a nice big ball new ball cap. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. We're look. We are looking forward to it. Despite not being there, we're looking forward to it. Uh, forward to it as the nursery, and, and we'll make sure you're properly greeted. I and sure do appreciate to. that. And um, yeah, I'll be there from nine until eleven. It sounds like at the Poway store representing Felco. Nine nine thirty. Nine thirty. The class starts nine in Poway. You're welcome at nine, but it starts at nine thirty in Poway. Nine o'clock in the San Diego store. I you know I don't. I, I'm not lazy. I I get started earlier. When I do my work, <laughs> thank thanks very much for the call, Jennifer. I'm sorry I'm not going to be up there, but we'll see you next time. We'll catch you next time. Take thanks. care. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. I guess the uh, bug story is going to have to wait because Ben has a pomegranate question. Good morning, Ben. Hey, good morning. So I'm kind of glad I chimed in today. So I have a pomegranate tree, which I'm, uh, you know, actually was one of the reasons I bought we bought our house. Um, I'm just curious because it seems a little bit unwieldy because I'm, you know, I never had a pomegranate tree before. Uh, and so, and also, I, well, a few questions. It seems a bit unwieldy. Should you be pruning it back at some point? Uh, I had to remove some rotted branches, uh, off it. Uh, you know, obviously they needed to go. So should I be sealing those ends off? No, no, you don't have to seal, you don't have to seal any of those cuts. Just let them heal over naturally. Try to cut it on an angle so that nothing builds up on it, but you don't have to seal them. Cut it at an angle. Okay, perfect. Uh, Because again, uh, you know, to be corny, it's kind of the apple of my eye in the yard. And then finally, we're looking to kind of do a desert flora in the front yard. Uh, Grass just doesn't, you know, work too well here. So I'm wondering, uh, you know, sparing that, should I keep some grass around that area of the pomegranate or some other... uh, you know, green landscaping while the rest of the yard is kind of a desert flora kind of landscape. They don't need it at all. You're welcome to, but they don't need it at all. And they are unwieldy. That's the way they, that's the way they are. So if you need to trim it, go ahead and trim it. The only thing I would caution you on is if you're trimming down towards the base, usually it will cause it to sucker and send up more trunks at the base. So I would minimize the amount of trimming you do down at ground level. Okay, perfect. Great. Uh, and, you know, because I, I was seeing that I didn't know if it just, they're kind of naturally kind of grayish looking. I mean, I just went out to check it now in the recent, well, we haven't had rains, but, you know, the condensation has seemed to help it a bit. Um, what, what, what's gray? We, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What is gray? Well, I mean, the, the, the wood for a period of time was looking a touch, you know, grayer than brown. I didn't know if that was normal or... Uh, or if that was like a, a bad sign of the tree health, I'm wondering like what a healthy pomegranate tree. How, how do the look leaves like. look? Is, is it is it a, a a lot of a lot of coverage in the leaves, or is it well, decimated? I, I feel like now, well, actually, not looking at it, it's kind of yellowish a little bit, kind of a mixture of yellow and green. I don't know if that's just fall speaking or. Uh, 
yeah, because it's going to so they, they're going to turn the leaves are going to turn yellow and drop off in in the in the autumn as we move into winter. So that's not uncommon. If it's doing it all at once, pre, what we might consider prematurely, it could be drought stressed. Okay. No, I mean it. It has a nice uh, cover on coverage then, on it. Then it's so. probably all normal, and you're good. And I just had one final question because I'm I love opening up the fruits and uh, you know harvesting the seeds. Actually, that's why. We do it every year. I love it. But how do you uh, cook it? I'm curious. Uh, that sounds wonderful. How do you cook? Oh, there, you can find myriad recipes online. Just putting them in a simple salad is a great way to go. Well, you said with oh, rice. Right. Do you do that after it's I do it's it cooked? afterwards. You, after you it's sprinkle cooked, it in after You put it's it after cooked. it's cooked. Yes. Ooh. Yep. Well, gen- thanks for the uh, time, gentlemen. I appreciate the tips. All righty, Ben. Thanks for the call. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We're going to take our last break and come back and talk about insects right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And... We are back with one last segment of Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with George Almond. Ken and Mark are not here today. I almost put a D on the end of Almond. I meant Almond. You almost did, and that's kind of odd for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> odd is status quo, is it not? That is true. Par for the course. We were talking about flying insects, and I'm sure everybody is riveted listening and waiting to hear about flying insects. Well, about your, your particular story of a flying insect. My backyard. Well, I got home, remember, it was too early to go to bed and too late to go to work, so I did work in the yard. And I have a bank in the backyard that is, it might be kind of, well, it's a steep bank with brown dead grass on it, about a foot tall, and it doesn't need to be there. It's kind of unsightly, so I decided I'm going to clean it up. You were going to make it sightly. I was going to make it sightly. So I went and got a rake and started raking down the grass. And I got up on the bank and there was a couple of flies around my head. And I, no big deal. And I went up the bank, higher up the bank. And there were a lot more flies buzzing around my head. And I thought, I started looking around to see if there was a dead animal or if maybe one of the neighbors threw a dead body over the back fence or something. And I didn't find anything. But the flies were getting crazy. They were getting thick. And guess what? They weren't flies, were they? They were not <laughs> flies. I took a, a direct shot to the head. They were aggressive bees, and they were not happy I was on that bank. I looked around. I did not find any hives, but I had to I had to retreat because they were coming after me. And I took one shot to the temple. Thank goodness I am not allergic to them. And the, the bank is elevated by about four feet, and I was kind of in a hurry to get away from there. Um, but I did not fall on my way down the bank and off the wall, and I took care of the perp bee that actually got me, but they came after me. They came down the bank and followed me. You didn't, she didn't, after she stung you, she didn't just meet her own demise? 
Well, I I didn't see, give her the chance when she okay. was on my forehead. I okay, you got rid I, of her then. Okay. Yes, sir. Got yes, it, sir. And but more came, um, and so I had to retreat. Even being that aggressive as you were approaching, any chance they were Africanized? I'm these, wondering. You know? I don't know. I, I How do you tell? So. I I would put a bee suit on and go stand in there and see how aggressive no. they were. So I think, I think they are nesting in the ground. I think they have a hive in the ground. There was a big group of them under this little bougainvillea I have back there, and they were on a little cluster of bougainvillea flowers. They, were, they seemed to be beating on that flower, and I don't know if they were just coming and going past it or if there was something on that flower that was between me and the flower that was causing them to be aggressive, but it was... It was a little disconcerting, and I'm I'm not a total namby pamby, but I'm not used to being worried about bees in the yard. I, they don't bother me. I don't bother them. But yeah, these we, guys were unhappy. We have a hive, but um, my house in in Rancho Penasquitos, there's a a drain up at the top, and there almost every year a hive forms within that drain. Well, I've uh, seen and, them in irrigation boxes right, and, and things. What, yeah, similar so to that. I'd never drain. even considered that until this. I, I went and looked uh, last night to see if I could see anything, and I couldn't. And I'm wondering, it, it may have been a swarm that had been on that branch and just had moved on, and I came by after, and these were just the remnant bees. I Maybe, don't. But typically, they're not very aggressive in a swarm. That's, that's true, that, too. So that's interesting that you get stung. Tis a puzzlement. Tis a puzzlement. But uh, I will treat them with a little more respect. <laughs> heretofore you don't henceforth have, you don't have a bee suit do you or you, i don't have a bee head. suit yeah. birthday suit this just <laughs> that probably isn't the way to do it don't wear that okay. wear the bee suit <laughs> okay i'll do you know anybody that has, has I, I have one? i'll lend you a top if, a hood if you want to because that'll protect your face which is the most important thing i will just uh today i will get home and look during the day to see if they're still out there and if they are nesting in the ground or if it was just a Transitory, transient remaining yeah population i have no idea um but it was i i was i was worried it was unsettling it was unsettling yeah i agreed i what we have a hive and, and i was doing some work near it to last year and one bee only one would not let me work in this area it was constantly like getting in my face telling me i can't be there and it, but it was only one then, and, and I know the hive's pretty docile, and so I wasn't overly concerned. But this one bee was very, very agitated with my being near the hive. When I saw them going crazy near that flower, I started thinking of your story about the beehive takeover. Remember oh, the aggressive yes. bees? Right, right. Yeah. And I was wondering if maybe somebody came in and was stealing, or From a it second. was really, it was very different than anything yeah. I'm used to in the yard. And I've seen swarms come over and they usually that's scary but they just fly over and keep going but you right. hear them coming hear them going this was different. totally different it was a yeah. totally aggressive behavior yeah. kind of like those knee uh, ankle biter mosquitoes <laughs> or something like that well we don't want to we don't want to wipe out your hive so you just have to give them space and let them well it's funny because let them be. the golden rain trees are in full bloom at my house and they are buzzing they are our, very our, yeah. loud you can Polarteria. hear them from yes from our, many 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 feet away ours as well and i have been wondering where the bees are coming from well it's likely they're coming from my own backyard yep. kind of yep. like dorothy i don't have to go beyond my own backyard <laughs> and you were there and you were there i uh when i walk out the door there you could just hear the bees in the in the trees and they might have been 
a little annoyed because I did trim off some of the flowers because the flowers then get followed by the seed pods, which are totally messy. But well, there's plenty, messy, there's but plenty they left. You, they give you plenty of Plenty left. I did trees. get rid of some some new young trees. Can we? Do you want to totally change yep. the subject? Let's switch. Top crop? Top crop right now? San Diego County, top crop. Oh, there's, a new, right. there's, there's a new there's sheriff there's in town. There's a new sheriff in town for, and not for backyard culture. We're talking just in general for sales. What, what what's your criteria yes. when you say top? Well, crop? not my criteria. Their criteria. It's it's cacti sales. and succulents. And cacti, succulents, and bedding plants. Bedding plant. I didn't know the bedding plants. They had cacti knocked. They have knocked uh, ornamentals, the container shrubs, uh, the larger potted plants off of their throne after many, many, many years. Huh. And my sister forwarded me that. I think Ken forwarded me that. Um, it's big news this week. And you said something about well, avocado harvest avocado, declining? Yeah, avocado sales went down, but that was because of the, the drought and the lack of rain. They said that the numbers went down considerably this year. It's, that surprises me, unless they didn't have access to the water, because we generally don't have much rain for the avocados no, here. No, but the, but the water cost... So a lot so of people, watered so less. people are watering less, right? Yeah, we have a neighbor that has a lot of avocados, and he's letting a lot of them totally decline. die. Or it looks just... like, he, yeah, it's expensive. Interesting. Is has he? Have you talked to him about it? Not, not. You're recently. just seeing we, we, the you, results. I'm seeing it. We did speak in the past about it. So, Inter- I'm surprised he didn't just stump it, chop the top off, and give um, him a break. Give him a break because yeah. that'll take him time to sprout back out. That will. I think we're about ready to give some classes. Oh, please do. Okay, so just a reminder today at, at San Diego at 9 a.m., we have uh, Bulbs with David Ross. And in Poway, as you may have heard, we have a Felco tool maintenance class with uh, Jennifer Thompson from Felco, 9.30. And if you want to go to the Felco thing in Poway, you won't have to deal with me, so there's a good incentive to go. There's some motivation. Correct. You have been listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. Hope you have a great weekend, San Diego. We'll be back next week with another hour of Garden Talk right here. Take care. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.